0: Hello everyone. Oh, no. the mic? your mic is on. Yeah, hello everyone. How are you doing? Okay. Good to see you all here. And um, if you're visiting, my name is Henry. Um, I think most of the guys know me here, yeah, but it's good just to introduce yourself every now and again so that uh, they do remember. Sometimes I have to get up in the morning and say um who are you (laughs) it's just the way you look in the morning you know it's kind of like (laughs) not quite not quite there yet but anyway it's it's really good to be with you guys today and an absolute privilege i always feel it's a privilege um to share the word of god with you and today i really feel uh that god really wants to put out a big question and maybe even a big statement over our lives. You know, I love big stories. I love big stories. I love the story of, um, of uh, our friend William Wallace. And I've l- looked at it a couple of times. I looked at it a couple of weeks ago again, just to remind us uh, of what it really looks like. And I'm going to read a little bit about, about that in a moment. But today we, we're going to be concentrating on 2 uh, Peter 1 verse 3, um, starting at one, at verse 3, and uh, from there we're going to, we're going to I'm, I'm just going to jump through some of this, because I want to encourage you, for the next couple of weeks, this is kind of like the focus point, and it's for a very good reason, because it's, this is a magnificent gospel, if you read it, if you understand it, if you take line for line, and you drink from this, like this is a fountain, you can drink from this fountain, you can live by this. You can live by this. You can literally take this for the rest of the year and live by it. You can live on it. You can live on the, on the, on the content of this. It's a really powerful uh, portion of Scripture given to us by Peter, uh, the, the Apostle Peter. And he, sa- he says he's doing this. Why, why, why did he put this down? He put this down. He said he wants to remind us. He wants to remind us so that when he's dead, we still got it. So we got it. And because this is Peter's reminder to us. For us to actually dig in and get to that, that, that real thing. So uh, today I want to speak to you about freedom and slavery. Freedom and slavery. So that's a focus point. So start looking for clues about freedom and slavery. You may not find the word in the word that I'm going to share now, but it's there. Uh, there's a freedom there and there's a slavery there. And we've got to watch out for the slavery. Bit. It says in verse 3, His divine power has given us everything we need or all things that pertain, let me rather read that one, that all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us by His glory and virtue. These are big words, you know, it's not a little small words. It's called us by God's glory. And I mean, I don't know if any of us have actually seen God's glory, but he's called us by his glory. By which we have been given exceeding and great and precious promises. I'm not going to be focusing on the promises. That is really an unpack that you really need to spend a lot of time on. He's given us exceeding, great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Imagine that that today we can partake of the divine nature just by his promises, just by his promises. That's even, in a sense, uh, it, it, it's not without knowing him. <laughs> You've got to get into that space because that space is about that he has given us everything. And one of it is his promises and as we partake in that. Ha- and through his divine, d- divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also, for this very reason, giving all diligence. Anybody know what the word diligence means? You all do? Okay, I think, I think we get it. I think we understand that. It's a discipline. It's a diligence. It's something that you have to do. How many times? Probably if you understand every day, actually. It's a diligence that you do every day. It's like, give us this day our daily bread. And that's really what it's about. Give us this day. Give me the strength to do diligence. Give me due diligence about the diligence, that I don't neglect it. And I think one of the big things and one of the big issues of our lives often is we forget. We forget a simple thing. Oh, you know, I just didn't have time for a quiet time. I didn't have time to read the Word. I didn't have time to to, uh, brush my teeth. Anybody? (laughs) Okay. It can happen. It can happen. You can do normal things like that as well. It's a diligence. It's something that you have to do every day. I mean, your mom may charge you out. Um, My mom's in heaven now. Uh, So she's not going to tell me to brush my teeth, but i brush my teeth. Okay, so done. Okay, let's read a little further. And to this diligence, this is what you do. You add to your faith. You add to your faith. Imagine that, that God gives you faith, and that through faith, we can actually live for him. We can live our lives full out for him. And then he says, we need to add to our faith. And again, I'm not going to unpack this out except for one word I'm going to speak about specifically about one word here. But add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and self-control perseverance. And that's the word I'm going to focus on in in a while. And to perseverance godliness, and godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. Okay, all things we know but it's worthy of an unpack. It's worthy somewhere along the line that you unpack it. Go and read some of the scriptures and go and if you, if you don't have a Greek reference or whatever, get some of the Google word or get a, a Google uh, a link that can give you some of the meanings of some of those Greek words like virtue and, and uh, just those things. It just strengthens, it will strengthen your heart. All right, and for in these things, for if these things are yours and abound, meaning more and more, You will neither be barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness. It doesn't happen to believers, does it? It actually just says that, if you lack these things. So if you don't have virtue, if you don't have goodness, if you don't have perseverance, if you don't have these things, you lack. You are lacking. It builds into your freedom. If you want freedom, you need to build these things into your life. Okay, For he lacks these things, is short-sighted even to blindness, and has forgotten that he has been cleansed from his old sins. Anybody forget that? I think we do every day. I don't bother about it. I don't concentrate on it. It's not a thing that we put up a list on our fridge and say, remember, 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 remember. We don't focus on those things. But that's what it looks like if you do not take care of them. If you do not take care of the things that we've just spoken about. Therefore, brethren, be more diligent. Again, the word diligent. To make your call and election sure. Your call is, well, what, what is your call? The, the invitation of God. He's called you. He's, he, he's enlisted you. He's enlisted you. And I want maybe remember that word carefully now as I, as I go on. And the election. Your election. What is your election? You chose him. He chose you. That you're special today that you're not just here by incidents that you're not here by coincidence that you're here by deliberate a deliberate of god something that god initiated through his strength through his power through the gospel through the cross that today we are deliberately here because he has chosen us isn't that beautiful it's a place i want to live in i want to cuddle up in that space i want to be comfortable in that space and I know there's spaces that you shouldn't be comfortable, but this is one place. Be comfortable in your chosenness. Be comfortable in it. That I belong. That I belong to him. And never forget it. Never forget it. Allow it to saturate our hearts and our thinking. Allow it to saturate our hearts and our thinking. Let me close that part. For so... Um, oh, yes. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. Uh, big, that's a big thing, isn't it? You will never... And I mean, never is a word never. It means never. It's literally that in the Greek language, in the English language. And I'll no, Afrikaans will speak. a noit. That's on Never. You will never stumble. I like it. I like it. That's kind of like the way I want to live. I don't want to live stumbling. I don't want to be fumbling around. If I want to run my race, I want to run my race without stumbling. Anybody seen anybody stumble on a race? It looks bad, even if you're a champion. It looks bad. It looks bad if you're the last guy. It looks terribly bad if you're the last guy. But at least you've got a reason to say, like, oh, well, I stumbled. But we are not given to stumble. We are not given to stumble. We must be diligent. We must be diligent. So, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly. I mean, goodness me. This is like a handout. A handout. It's not a chocolate Easter egg, but it's a handout. Of the divine nature it's a handout of god's goodness it is a handout of god's virtue it is a handout of his glory given to us given do you know what given means it really means that 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 it's it's gratuitous you understand the word gratuitous it's not just a, it's just like mm, reluctant it's not a reluctance from god it's gratuitous it's like god says okay what's in my fridge is yours seriously it's opening up heaven to you. It's opening up a treasure to you that you can every day, every day, every moment of every day, that you can gratuitously receive from this treasure that is given to us. He has given to us all things. All right. Um, did I finish the line? Given to you abundantly into everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ powerful word please read it again a couple of times for yourself and drink from it it is really really powerful stuff his divine power is a context that is set in war it is context that is set in war and i i I need to say this i know it is not the language of followers of jesus we don't talk about war all the time i mean right now we have a war on the other side of the world and it's ugly it's an ugly war and you want to pick sides, you can pick sides. It doesn't make any difference. But we are in a war that is actually a lot more powerful than the war that they're in. And it has bigger consequence than what they're in. They may lose their life in that. And so we may also lose our lives in this war that we are in. But let me just give you the, the, the scripture that I'm referring to here. In Genesis 3 verse 15, remember this. In Genesis 3 verse 15, it says this. But, and this is the word of God, Yahweh, Yahweh Elohim. That's the Hebrew words that is given. The Lord God speaking to Satan. He's speaking to Satan. He's talking directly to Satan. And God doesn't mince with words. And it's not a, 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 a way of just like calming the peace and making it peaceful. Yeah, This is non-negotiable. This is non-negotiable. This is not, let's get around the table and see if we can compromise a little bit. You take your bit, God, and I'll take my bit. No, it's not a compromise at all. This is what God says to Satan. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. I will put enmity between the two of you. And what is enmity? What is did it. It's like you are given an enemy. There's an enemy. The day you say Jesus is the day that you create an enemy of Satan and everything else that goes with it. And I'm not going to try and unpack that for you because it's a whole theology of understanding Satan and his works and demons and all these things that happen around us. Even circumstances that happen around us are sometimes driven by Satan. Driven by Satan. But he says enmity. I will, I, will, I will set enmity between you and the woman. And the woman being particularly Eve. She wasn't called Eve at the time. She only got the name Eve afterwards. She was called the woman at that stage. Adam had a name, but Eve did not have a name. Okay, you can go and read the scripture there in, in Genesis. Um, and this is what it says. Um, there will be enmity between you, your seed, and her seed. Her offspring and your offspring. He shall bruise your head. He. Okay, very definitely a he. There's a he in the picture. And that he, I'll tell you right away who it is. Jesus. He will bruise your head. The seed of the woman will be Jesus. Somewhere along the line. If you go and and study the word and find out, you go straight through the line and you'll find Jesus. Right at the end of that line. He will bruise your head. And he did He'll bruise your head. He will strike your head. Is another way of saying it. He will strike your head and he will strike yours. your will your heel. will So, guess what? Forever and a day, we have the enemy at our heel. Forever and a day. It's part of the deal. It's part of this, this war that has been set out for us. You say, I don't like war. I never signed up for it. I never signed up for it. And it's easy to say that because it's, it's kind of like it doesn't fit my profile. I don't want to be a fighter. I don't want to be a fighter. I don't want to be in it. And if you're asking Henry, when when I go through scriptures, you know what I look for the the most? I look for war zones, (laughs) things that I'm fighting about. I feel I want to be standing in the front line in this whole thing. I don't want to be sitting at the back and just kind of like, okay, I'll dodge the bullets here and I'll keep, keep myself out of trouble. I don't care. Let's be in trouble. Be in trouble because I know how this thing ends. I know how this thing crashes out at the end of the day. It crashes out on the head of the one who's being crushed. Right now I'm being crushed. But guess what? You're going to feel the pain in your heel. You're going to feel the pain in your heel. You'll always feel it in your heel. There will be a tender spot in your life where you're always at this thing. You'll always be fighting against this thing. And it's the difference between freedom and, and bondage or freedom... And being a slave. All right, it's not a familiar language. We don't like the language. Um, and I, I, I want to help you posture yourself. You know, you posture yourself. Anybody, anybody who's been in a fight, you posture yourself. How does a boxer posture himself? You know, he postures himself. He gets ready for the fight. He is posture. I mean, if you're a cowboy, if you're a cowboy, you know, yeah, cowboys. He postures himself. He's ready for the fight i want to posture you i want to help you to posture yourself i want to help you set yourself up in a place where you are ready for the fight that when it comes your way when it comes your way you don't say oh well you know so what you know i'm out of here Uh, you're not out of there you're not out of there you you may be dragged out of there but you're not going to be out of there you're in the fight so i just i i want to comfort you with these words it's not it's not a heavy I want to comfort you with these words because God said He gave us everything. He gave us everything. His divine power has given us everything. Anybody want, want to define anything for me? Everything for me? What does everything mean? Is there another word for it? Is there another Greek word for it? Is there another English, Afrikaans word for it? No, everything is everything. Everything. Everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need. It's amazing. It is an amazing picture that God has given to us. It's an amazing reality, a truth that God has given to us. And that's why I say we can dwell in this, we can live in this thing and enjoy it every day, every moment because it is really, really powerful. So we need to put the fight back in our wall. We need to posture ourselves, get ourselves ready. We need to close the gap. You remember the preach uh, Kevin gave us last week. We need to close that gap. We need to close the gap because for some people the gap is quite big. The gap is quite big. We need to close that gap. We need to work on that gap. And that's what God has given us everything for, that we can close the gap, that we don't stand and say, oh, I don't have the tools. I don't have the goods. I don't have it. I'm not a preacher. I'm not going to stand behind the pulpit and preach. I'll never be able to preach. God has not called us to that. Preaching is just part of it. It's part of it being able to hear, but it's, it's, it's so, somewhere along the line. You're going to need a digger well around this. You're going to need a dig a well and i don't like using the word dig a well because it's kind of like you need to get into jesus you need to get into jesus big time you need to get into that space because that makes you strong not your strength it makes you strong it's his divine power that has given us everything his divine power and it's not separate from him it becomes part of me it is given to me by a, a a very gracious god saying come and take it all have it all it's yours i've given it to you live by it so i'm william wallace okay just for a moment and i see a whole army of my countrymen here in defiance of tyranny there's a lot of tyranny out there a lot of stuff that we're fighting against you have come to fight as free men and free men you are what will you do with that freedom will you fight those were his words the army responds no 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 we're going to (laughs) run we're going to run and live another day and then he says to them you can run you can run to live another day but you one day is going to you're going to get on your deathbed and you're going to wish for this day and i want to say to you guys this is the day god has ordained a day like this day that you should stand up and fight for your freedom fight for your freedom And your freedom is in the gospel. Your freedom is in the divine power of God. Your freedom is in Jesus. And I want you to know that. I want you to understand that. I want you to get a firm grip on that. I want you to posture yourself in that place that you're going to fight because these things are surrounding you. They're surrounding you. Yeah, we'll run. We'll run. That's what the army said. But he said, you're going to regret that. You're going to regret that because just this day just this one chance and you have this one chance and if you take this one chance they may take your lives they may take your lives that's what he says but they will never take your freedom they will never take your freedom so are you standing in that place are you ready for that are you ready for this okay i want to watch my time this morning this afternoon i don't want to uh, overplay my words there's one thing that preachers can often do is get their their foot in mouth Uh, disease quite quickly (laughs) so I don't want to put my foot in my mouth I want to really get on with it in Galatians 5 verse 1 it says this for freedom Christ has set us free he didn't just say it's for freedom Christ set us free he didn't say Christ set us. it is for freedom for freedom so it sounds like there's something out there but we've been given it it is for freedom Christ has set us free. He didn't set us free to have slavery or to be a slave or to be captured by the enemy in any way. And even though he's at our heel, even though he's at our heel every day, fighting us, trying to find a space and a place in our lives to get, get, get a grip on us, we can crush in the name of the Lord Jesus. And it's not just say, like we're dancing around on Satan all the time. I'm dancing on you, Satan. Crushing your head. Crushing your head. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. He's powerful. I don't want, him d- I don't want to diminish the fact that he's a powerful enemy. That He doesn't stand there. He's probably standing like a general on top of the hill. Ordering his demons to do what they do. But I am saying that you can stand in his divine power that you can stand and fight the good fight of faith for freedom christ has set us free stand firm therefore do you hear those words stand fast stand for firm therefore and do not submit submit means you it's an illegitimate authority isn't it submit so you submit. You submit to an authority. You don't submit to anything else. You submit to an authority. And he has an authority called the enemy. And there's enmity between us and him. There's enmity. Something that God set in place. That God set in place. You're going to fight for the rest of your life. You're going to fight. You say, well, do, you, do I ever... Get? No, you don't. you fight to the end. you are going to fight to the end. So persevere. And that's what perseverance is all about. It's about fighting to the end. It's about running your race starting your race and running your race to the end and finish the race how many people have you seen give up two seconds before the 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 the, the finish line and they just stop running and then the guy just zhoo, passed him he just lost the race became second it's not nice to come second and i'm saying every one of you every one of you need to come first we're all first runners we're all first runners in the kingdom there's no one better than You. (laughs) No one better than you. You run your race. It's on my race. Let me tell you this, guys. I can't want this more than you do. I can't want this more than you do. It doesn't matter how hard I preach. It doesn't matter how hard and how fast I stand. I can't want this more than what you do. And if you don't want it, you're not going to get it. If you don't like the fight, then friends, you are going to become a loser. I'm going to say that to you as hard as it sounds. You're going to become a loser. You're going to lose out. It told, it told you that from the scripture that we read in First Peter. You're blind. You're blind if you think you're going to make it out of, out of here without doing the fight. You're going to have to fight every day. And I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to give up. Do you think it's easy for me just because I'm a preacher, just because I, I study the word a little bit and I read some of the Greek meanings? It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I'm not saying it's easy for you, but every one of you, stand up and fight. And that's really what I'm appealing to today, for men and women to stand up and fight. I'm not finished yet. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to say to you. But I want you to get the message, to get the message, to get the message that we're in a fight. You get the message that we have to stand up and be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. You see, we're not standing behind a a, a whimpering God that says, Oh, I don't know if you guys are not with me then. Oh, I don't think I'm going to make it. I'm not going to be overcoming Satan. Even if he stood alone, Satan has no chance. No chance. He declared war. He said, and there's no negotiation there. There's no sitting down and saying, Okay, well, let's kind of like keep the peace a little bit here. Because that's the whole idea about negotiation, isn't it? Keep the peace. Let's keep the peace. Let's keep the peace between us and Satan. Don't step over the line. Don't push too hard into Jesus. Don't too push, push too hard into, into his or his power. Yeah, it's not a negotiable point. I don't want to give you that option. I don't want to give you that option. I don't want to say to you today, as a man of God, that is preaching the word of God, I don't want to give you the option of taking it easy. I don't want to give you that option. I, I don't want to so take it easy. Don't do it. Don't allow yourself because you will become a slave. You'll become a slave to the flesh. You'll become a slave in some way. And let me quickly run to uh, a couple of things uh, and, and finish off on that. Um, all right. You need to know why you follow Jesus. Do you know, no, you know why you follow Jesus? Because you behind the warrior. That's why you follow Jesus. That's part of the reason. A big, it's a big fight. If Christ said... Uh, if Christ is who he said he is then we need to follow him (laughs) because he he ends up as the champion he ends up as the champion the one who is worthy to take the scroll and break the seals and in that scroll he will read your name he will read your name in the Lamb's Book of Life and beside that there's a number of other things in the scroll there's one thing that Jesus was very worried about or concerned about, let me use the word concern, before he left the planet. He said, when I return, and I'm returning, I'm coming back. So don't worry, guys, I'm coming back. Jesus said he's coming back, he will come back. He said, when I return, will I find faith on earth? That's a hard question to answer. And I don't want any one of you guys, I, don't want, I believe in you, I believe you can, I believe you can. That's why God has given you the word today. Not because you're a bunch of losers and you're sitting on the edge, kind of like wanting to fall out of, the, out of the bus or the train or wherever you're in. You're not sitting on there. I believe that we have a strong word. We have a strong motivation to serve God. We have a strong motivation to walk with the Lord. We have a strong motivation. But friends, we can be caught. We can be entrapped if we don't, if we're not diligent. If we're not adding to our faith, if we're not adding every single day some, some virtue and some goodness and, and, and brotherly love. Brotherly love is important, guys. I mean, there are enough scriptures. You can take the Bible and throw it at somebody and somewhere along the line you will find brotherly love popping out there. Brotherly love. Love one another. Love one another. It's an elementary truth. And it's hard. It's hard to love everybody, isn't it? Does everybody love everybody (laughs) here? I'm testing you guys, because I want you to hear what I'm saying. I don't want you to hear what I'm not saying. I'm testing you. These things are important. They're vital to us. And if we miss out on these small things, we find ourselves entrapped in a slavery that we don't want to be. All right. What defines our freedom? Simply this, Christ and Christ alone is the cornerstone. There's no one else. That defines our freedom. You're free only in Christ. You can't be free in your strength. You can't even be free in Josh Jen. You can you, oh, you can be. You know what I'm saying. You can be free in Josh Jen, but you need Jesus at the front of that. Jesus has to be in it. Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. The cross and nothing else but Christ crucified. We need to. We need to understand that there is a cross. And that's where much of the battle uh, came to a head declaring who's gonna finally end as a winner, as a champion. That's, that fight has already been fought. It's already been fought. Christ will stand up as a champion. But we need to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit. That defines our freedom. Yield it to the Holy Spirit. You can go and read scriptures like in Ezekiel where it speaks of the dry bones in the, in, 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 in the, in the desert. And those dry bones, how did they become dry bones? I don't know. I don't know the story. But it can be a picture of us. It can be a warning for us that we can become dry bones. That we can get ourselves into a place where we are actually caught out. Because we are dry bones. You need to pursue and you need to be pursued by the Holy Spirit in first timothy 6:11, it says this but as for you o man of god anybody stand up and be a man of god even the ladies you can be a man of god okay sorry about that it's just sometimes it's a part of language the language of the scripture and it speaks about being a, a child of god if you want to put it in soft language but be a man of god you man of god flee these things and pursue righteousness pursue righteousness chase after it pursue godliness pursue faith pursue love pursue and the scripture uses the word steadfastness it's the same word exactly the exactly same word as persevere pursue perseverance it's the same word that is spoken of jesus that he endured the cross pursue same word He endured the cross, the steadfastness of Christ endured the cross. Another word that translates easily into the word uh, steadfastness is to have patience. And patience is not the kind of thing, okay, I've got patience, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait. No, it's not a passive thing, it's a very active thing, it's an engaging thing. It's something that you fight for all the time. Your patience is a fighting spirit, a fighting spirit. Fight the good fight of faith. That's what he said. Take hold of the, take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, and about which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So, what defines your slavery? And maybe that's where we're going to, to tie it up this morning, this afternoon. Um, what defines your slavery? Um, the Scripture calls it a yoke of slavery yoke of slavery maybe um, maybe you get the worship team up okay Uh, guys you can get up back because I'm gonna close it with this and just allow God to do what he has to to do in in our lives Um, so what would define your slavery your yoke sin iniquity, trespasses all of those things so if you're sinning can I say to you stop 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 sinning stop missing the mark iniquity similar thing twisted perverted that's what iniquity means being twisted by something even a thing like anger anger sin not good to be angry i get angry i promise you i do i think most men suffer with some form of anger Mm -hmm. sometime even if it is just on the road to work or a situation, but there's times that your anger counts and there's times that your anger shouldn't be there and you should have rested down. Iniquity. Sometimes believing lies will keep you in, 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 a, uh, in poverty, in slavery. It will keep you there. Believing lies. Lies about yourself. A lot, of, a lot of people sitting in this room have struggled with that, been prayed for very often. Now I know that. Now, I'm not trying to pick you out and say, oh, okay, but just be aware of this. Lies will keep you entrapped in a slavery. And God said, I have given you divine power. So it's, it's a matter of saying, okay, how do I get out of it? And I think that's the fight, isn't it? That's the fight. It's a fight to get out of it. It's a fight to stay out of it. It's that maintenance thing, to stay out of it. If, if you've had it, to stay out of it. To keep fighting the fight. Keep moving forward. You know what fight looks like sometimes? It looks like everything is against you. It's like standing in the wind, and the wind is howling and blowing, and you've got to push through. Paul ends his life with saying, I have not yet achieved, but I'm pressing toward the mark. I'm pressing toward the mark. I'm pushing through. I'm pushing through. I must push through. me shut with just a couple of things. The things that kill us softly. (laughs) Just kill us softly. You know that song, killing me softly with your love, whatever. I don't know. But it just stands out for me. Killing you softly. The things that steal, kill and destroy. Like money. Our brother mentioned it. Money. Right at the back. Okay, money. Kills you softly. And maybe the love of money even more love and money destroys it's really a destroyer Um, sometimes your job can be the kill softly thing and I'm talking about time thing because sometimes we don't measure our time well when it comes to a job and the world is the world wants its pound of flesh so I know the world that we live in I know it's very demanding anxiety anxiety can be stealing away from us our, our, our freedom our health We've just been through two years of, oh, I don't want to even go there. But you know, I don't need to explain it to you. And people still, we're in and out, should be, oh, 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 there's a whole bunch of stuff, you know, maybe the president, maybe this, maybe that. There's a thousand things can take away our freedom. I want to say to you, let's embrace this time. Embrace it with strength. Let's embrace it with the honor that God gives us to be His soldiers to be those warriors that have positioned themselves well. Position yourself well in COVID. Position yourself well in the time of unhealthy circumstances. I've Mm -hmm. just been through, between me and my wife, five weeks of like, you don't want to go there. Just things like flu, tummy bugs, you know, seven day take me, not not just a 24 hour slot your kind of thing, but the real deal. Okay. Um, Two other things I want to just say. Depression, I'm not talking about chemical depression. I'm not fighting anybody who is depressed. But I want to say to you, there are some depressions that we can fight against. Because God has given us the tools. God has given us the tools. Because sometimes our depressions are purely anxiety anxiety about life it's just too big for us it's just too much happening and can be in your marriage it can be in your to you and your children or your children and your parents whatever it can be a whole bunch of spaces that can that depression can happen i'm depressed some people are actually just depressed in their marriage and then everything becomes depression and you start taking tablets and i'm not saying don't take tablets But I am saying to you, we have divine power. We have divine power. We have divine power. Stop pushing into that, pressing into that, and stand up and say, God, I am going to take control of this thing. And the last thing I want to say is pornography. I don't want to labor that point either. But I want to say to you guys, guys and ladies, let's stop it. Let's stop it. Because it imprisons people. It imprisons you. In a prison that you it it affects your marriage it affects your children it affects life around you it affects the church i promise you it affects the church let's stop it stop it oh i can't (laughs) you have divine power you have divine power he has given you everything everything to fill that gap to fill that gap where you are who you are to what you should become that you can end your life strong. I want to end my life strong. Please don't give up. Don't sit like a wimp. Please don't do that. Come, Gerard, come stand. Gerard, you'll lead the rest of the meeting. It'll um, you know, take us through some time. I don't, I don't know if you feel somewhere in the course of it. If you, if you, if you want to stand up and say, I'm one of those guys. I'm one of those guys that are struggling with some slavery. I want to be there. I fight it every day. I don't seem to be winning. Then fine, my friends, maybe get down on your knees and say, Jesus, Jesus, cornerstone of my life. The gospel of Jesus is the power, the divine power that God has given to me. I want to tap in. I want to tap in. You were speaking about it. Maybe you want to talk to the guys about it. About that, that fountain, that 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 place that we can go, that river of living water, that refreshing that we can come and find that place. And we need to learn to drink. We need to learn to drink. Am I am I stealing your word? Am I Am I stealing your word now? <laughs> we need to learn to drink. You wanna say? Okay. I'm sorry, she was saying it at, at the prayer meeting afterwards and just I just feel encouraged in, in things like that, that we can actually stand together. We don't have to make this like a uh kind of moment. It's it's not. It's us in the presence of God. It's us sitting here in the presence of God, standing in the presence of God. All of us, all shapes and sizes. Big, tall, ugly, fat, whoever, it doesn't matter. It's not those are the things that don't count. They don't count. They don't count. Doesn't count how beautiful I am. Don't even try, please. Don't count that. I'm not saying that just to be silly or stupid or whatever. I'm saying that because sometimes that's all life is about. It's about how pretty we look. How good we look on the outside. But inside we're dry. We're like whales. We don't have water in it. And it's hard to get up. It's hard to fight. It's hard to fight. I I think sometimes, and maybe we need to spend a lot more time learning how to fight. Learning how to fight learning to do it so maybe even in your communities eh? in your communities start talking about it go and read through those scriptures go and read through those scriptures and learn the secrets how do you add virtue to your life how do you add goodness to your life how do you do it what does it mean it simply means sometimes just for prayer time thanks Gerard.